with us Dr. Anna Bertie Suman, postdoctoral fellow at the European Commission Joint Research Center, seconded there by the Tilburg Institute for Law, Technology and Society. Author of the book Sensing the Risk, an accessible toolbox for interested citizen science communities and policymakers wishing to integrate citizen sense data into risk governance. Dr. Bertie Suman is principal investigator of the project Sense Juice, with a mission to provide newly required research capacity in the EU by redefining citizen sensing as source of evidence acceptable in environmental litigation and as a tool for mediating environmental conflicts. Anna, what was the trigger for this project? If I have information, I can kind of ask the company or the authority to either intervene or, let's say, threaten a judicial action if nothing is done. Personally, came to this project because I, I truly believe on the sort of sentinel citizen, so the watchful citizen that doesn't trust blindly, but investigates. And I think since I was really little, I was really curious about surrounding environment. I want to check with my eyes and with my hands. And I think this motivates a lot. How is the project designed? The project is focused on three pillars. One is about the condition under which citizen-generated data from citizen science initiative, from citizen sensing projects can be used as source of evidence. And we start from a fantastic case in the US where fishermen and fisherwomen were serving Lavaca Bay for plastic noodles, so little plastic pellets and PVC powder, and managed to bring this evidence to court. And the court basically convicted the, this petrochemical company for violating the Clean Water Act, the water codes, and so on. And that was based essentially on citizen-produced evidence because the competent authority didn't have enough evidence. So from there, we question also whether citizens have a right to contribute to environmental information when the information out there is not enough. And from this right to contribute, we kind of build on the ARUS Convention framework on access to information and we question whether we need to consider a truly new right that is this sort of legitimizing the product, production of environmental data when this is uh, needed, let's say. And the last pillar of the project is about environmental mediation. So we know that courts uh, ruling are so long and, and often they come too late. And so we think that also the mediation as a potential because it can um, essentially provide a settlement and an agreement before the judicial time. Are official authorities generally open to the idea of accepting citizens' data? In my PhD project, I was actually focusing on the, the conditions that facilitate the policy uptake 
of citizen sensing in environmental risk policies and decision making. So it was really when there is an environmental risk, when it's pressing, what makes authorities convinced that they should rely on citizen sensing. And actually the fundamental point was again technology, so there is a precondition. So if the technology is not good, the methods are not there, the authority would never be convinced. So first, of course, the data should be right. And they shouldn't be, it's not necessary that they are as accurate as the official ones, but they should show that they are either complementary or that they are filling data gaps of the authority. And so even if they're not as accurate as the official, they still have a value. But also what I looked, what I discovered is that the level of risk also triggers more action. So if there is a pressing risk, like after the Fukushima disaster, authorities were definitely more um, motivated to uptake citizen monitoring initiatives and having contextual perceptional information was really useful and lastly what i discovered is that the distrust discourse is it's actually facilitating policy uptake which means that when the community shows that they are not fully trusting the government and they're looking for their their data to let's say cross-check sometimes this can even trigger in the authority a sort of sense of Ownership maybe is like, okay, I need to show to this citizen that they can trust me, so I will start listening to them with their data and what they're producing as data evidence. Technology seems to be a key factor here. Is that always the case? I think it really depends from case to case, because, for example, in the litigation, the evidence submitted what really simple so the key point was a methodology behind the way the data was collected because the people there were collecting just plastic samples that were very visible in water but they did it over a long time with a strong methodology and repeating sampling but they didn't have to analyze anything so in that case, I would say that technology was not the key element, but really the dedication of people and their methodology. Instead, I think for the for for other cases, for example, air pollution, water pollution, soil pollution, it's really important also the technology used to get the samples, to analyze them. So I think it's it's quite uh, more um, advanced and also it brings more um, arguments to be challenged because of course if you're just collecting plastic sample it's easier to say that they're it's a right and it's true whereas if you're doing analysis you can challenge the technology the lab there are many more aspects that make the initiative challengeable Could one see um, a citizen sensing as a movement? The project is to kind of give back people agency and stress that they do have a responsibility, but also a, a right to act for their environment and they shouldn't be excluded from the debate. Okay, and how is the project bulletproofed from other agendas? 
in a era of fake news and of skepticism, some citizen science projects could uh, also deviate from what is the mission of citizen science. But I would say that the majority and I would say the totality of the project that I, I could get to know better, they are really into, um, let's say, they truly co cooperate with scientists. So they believe in science and they are supporting scientists. This makes them way more, uh, well, let's say, way less inclined to go for, I don't know, conspiracy theories or other truths and so on. Can you share with us one of your experiences as a principal investigator of Sanju's project? Basilicata, the southern part of Italy, is not that known abroad for being an oil hub, but it is a big oil extraction hub. I was expecting to find like really uh, angry activists and people that were really organized and this sort of prototype of the watchful citizen. And actually I found farmers and breeders and at one point they found oil spills in their land and they found animals that were um, sick. And they started questioning, and was this genuine questioning that pushed them to look for data, to partner with activists, to start monitoring. They were really distrusting local authorities and local sources of information. Myself, with other researchers, we could not even take pictures on public lands and take samples because there was the private security of the companies coming to follow us. Mm -hmm. But even more striking is that the public Italian security, the police basically came to us and made a report and we were just on public land. And I mean, I can imagine if we coming from abroad feel intimidated, mm -hmm. to what extent they can feel intimidate people that are living out of that. These people also showed me that they believed a lot in science, in the law, in justice, and they even knew a lot about Europe and they wanted European citizens to know more about their situation. Even if you are in a locally corrupted area, you can still see in higher network, a sort of sense of hope and of justice. What about the media outlets in the region? In Basilicata, they are doing inquiry into oil contamination and one of their car was burned. So I think, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's really a difficult context to do good journalism. And yeah. those that are doing that often are not living there because they risk too much. Journalists need the watchful citizens and vice versa. So Anna, our listeners now they have a great insight of your experience uh, in Basilicata and 
I think a better and I hope a better understanding of uh, citizen sensing and citizen science uh, communities and projects. Um, can you maybe tell us how uh, one can participate uh, in such a project? What would you suggest? There's always a tiny citizen sensing instance that you can contribute to. So even during these lockdowns, there were people that monitored how the bird sound changed. I think everybody can contribute. This is the end of another Find Out Why podcast. We had Dr. Anna Berti-Suman with us today. And I'm Elena Giola for Find Out Why. <laughs>